What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. And today on the show, we are looking at Senior Bowl offensive prospects that have popped this week at the Senior Bowl who might be good fits for your Miami Dolphins in 2023. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I am down in Mobile at the Reese's Senior Bowl looking at these NFL draft prospects and got a couple stars next to a couple names as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins, and that is how we are going to spend our time here together today on the show. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, so that means today's episode of Lockdown Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code Locked On. Want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. If you're new to the show, I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, uh, the co-founder of thedraftnetwork.com, and have spent this week watching the Senior Bowl practices. If you're not familiar with the NFL draft process, the Senior Bowl is kind of the first big hurdle and step for players that come down here and they get coached by NFL coaches and they have an all-star game. But the meat and potatoes of this week really is the practices because you're looking at players from... Shepherd University, which is Division II, and North Dakota State, which is FCS, go against guys from Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State and so on and so forth. So it's really this cool, equal footing, equal playing field opportunity for guys to elevate themselves, showcase what they're capable of, maybe play in a different environment that is not the college setup that they had uh, if they played a certain kind of offensive system that they needed the player to play a certain role, even if it wasn't what they did best. All part of that evaluation process and, and have been coming down to the Senior Bowl since 2014. So I've been down here a couple times. And uh, there's a couple position groups that have players that I think are particularly relevant to the Miami Dolphins that I wanted to spend some time on. Obviously, the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick, uh, courtesy of some nefarious behavior in the offseason. Uh, and then also trading for Bradley Chubb. But they do have two picks on day, or three picks, excuse me, on day two. As far as I'm concerned, for um, an NFL draft evaluation perspective, the middle rounds really are the money rounds. The middle rounds is where teams who consistently draft well separate themselves from the pack. So you have to have a clear criteria of what you're looking for. And if you prioritize those picks right, you can get players that can come in and be starters for you early on. And that is what I think the Dolphins need to aspire to have, uh, especially at some critical spots where, you know, the, the free agency class might be lean or economically it might not make sense for the Dolphins to go down that route. So we're going to split this concept into two days. Today is offense. Tomorrow is defense. We are looking at senior bowl prospects I put stars next to their names as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins. So offensively, I want to start with the tight end position. Because I think the tight end position, if you asked me, was the is the position group that needs the most dramatic change for the Dolphins 
from what it was this year to what it needs to be for the Dolphins' offense to be the maximized version of itself. The national team has three tight ends, Josh Wiley, Davis Allen, and Payne Durham. The American team's three tight ends, four tight ends, excuse me, are Cameron Latu, Alabama, Will Mallory, who's a familiar name for a lot of Dolphins fans because he played at the University of Miami, Braden Willis, who's kind of an H-back, flex-type player, and then the star of the show is Luke Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State. So the best player here at tight end position is definitively Luke Musgrave. I would love for the Dolphins to have a chance to draft Luke Musgrave, but I don't think this is a player, when it is all said and done, who is going to be in the Dolphins' strike zone uh, because he is going to dramatically rise. He missed the majority of the season with an injury. He said this was the first time he missed a game since Pee Wee. And you watch him move at his stature, and you watch how he catches the ball, how sudden he is, and it's very apparent that this is a player who has a rare blend of physical attributes at his disposal. In this tight end class, or I should say in this draft class in general, a player that has a definitively high floor and a high ceiling, regardless if it's at the tight end position or not, which is usually not a position that gets drafted overly high, he's probably going to go in the first round, would be my guess right now. So Miami, okay, you take that pick in the 50s, and would you package a future two and one of your threes to jump up and go get him? You could. I don't know that that's necessarily the best value proposition, but I wanted to acknowledge him as, as somebody who's probably not going to be in the immediate strike zone, but you, you could feasibly touch him if you wanted to. If you wanted to go out and get this player, I think that you could. But he's been a, a dominating presence at the position all week. The other name at this position that I think has, has pinged for the Dolphins is Payne Durham, the tight end from Purdue, because Payne Durham does a lot of the things that I don't think the Dolphins' current tight end room does particularly well, a.k.a. block. <laughs> so uh, the Dolphins uh, made a two-year investment in Durham-Smythe with a contract extension last offseason. Uh, they can get out of that contract very easily. Mike Isecki is not under contract. You have uh, Hunter Long, who has not been able to get a lot of traction. I haven't gotten the warm and fuzzies from hearing them talk about uh, Hunter Long to this point. So I think you need somebody with an edge and somebody who, who can really capture the edge, you know, not just have a mental edge, but help you capture the physical edge on the end of the line of scrimmage. And you've watched Payne Durham in some of these situations here at the Senior Bowl where he's charged with blocking guys who are significantly bigger and longer than him, uh, who are going to be first and second round selections at defensive end in an environment where he has more space to have to defend than you normally do. And he's done well with it. So Payne Durham, that's a day three player at the tight end position. The receiving ceiling is not particularly high, but there should be no reason why if the Dolphins wanted to draft Payne Durham, they wouldn't have multiple opportunities to add him to the roster. I don't know that you draft him to be a starter, but if you sign somebody to be a starter and then you draft Payne Durham as a potential Durham Smythe replacement, I think that's a world in which you could live in and be very happy with the results when it's all said and done. So Running back has a number of players that I, I think really pop. But before we get there, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. 
FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score a touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet for Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Let's talk running backs. Obviously, the Dolphins, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, not under contract. Miles Gaskin, not under contract. Savan Ahmed, I believe, is not under contract, but a restricted free agent, if I'm remembering that correctly off the top of my head. So um, the running backs here have some interesting candidates, but I don't think you have anything close to what you have at the tight end position with Luke Musgrave as a top-of-the-draft type of player. So here are the running backs who are in attendance. Kenny McIntosh, Georgia. Chris Rodriguez, Jr., Kentucky. Eric Gray, Oklahoma, Tajay Spears, Tulane, or on the American team and on the national team, you have Cameron Peoples, Appalachian State, Chase Brown, Illinois, Roshan Johnson, Texas, and Evan Hall, Northwestern. Uh, Roshan Johnson broke his hand on the first day of practice, and they called up a back from Texas Tech uh, who didn't pop too much to me just in, in kind of familiarizing myself with his game for the first time on Wednesday. I would say the backs that I think make sense for the Dolphins based on either the Jeff Wilson role or the Raheem Mostert role. Tajay Spears, Tulane, uh, came in a little bigger, was up over 200 pounds. It's a big win for him. The concern for, and he's definitively been the best back here through the first two days of practice. Like, it's not even close. The concern with Spears is there's a medical history and there was an ACL tear. I know teams are just going to have to get comfortable with the medicals. And those of us out there in the fan base who don't like Chris Gear say, oh, player with medical concerns, Chris Gear will have no problem drafting that guy. Um, It's all calculated risks. (laughs) But Spears, uh, the the concern would be this is a one-contract player in the NFL based on, on the medicals. Now, him carrying the extra weight, maintaining his explosiveness, which he has done. He's taken several short touches and gone the distance on him here at practice this week. Uh, I don't know that he's the highest drafted, but he's definitely the highest ceiling, uh, in my mind, if he can stay healthy. I I know Kenny McIntosh has some fans, uh, but I look over at the other side, and it's Chase Brown uh, on the national team. So uh, Tajay Spears and Chase Brown, now, Chase Brown hasn't had a great week from a peripheral uh, role in an offense perspective, so pass catching, uh, pass protection. Those are things that, that backs that get significant touches uh, need to be able to do at a high level and need to be able to do at a high level consistently before you're going to touch the field and stay on the field for a high volume of snaps. I don't necessarily know that Chase Brown is at that point. Now, I'll, I'll give Chase Brown this. He, at 5'9 and a half, 215 pounds. I don't know when he added that weight on his friend, but he went on the roster at 215. He looks rocked up. He very much looks the part of an NFL running back. And, but his strengths, he's interesting. He, he's built a little bit more like Jeff Wilson, but he runs like Raheem Mostert, to put it in a sense that, that will click for a lot of Dolphins fans who watch the offense this year. So 
I see he's still very much on my radar. I just don't know that you draft him on day two and say, well, there's our starting running back. We're good to go. I, I think his evolution to the NFL game might be a little bit more complex than that. I look at Roshan Johnson uh, from Texas. He's a former quarterback playing running back now. And I like Roshan. Uh, I don't think there's any hallmark physical skills with Roshan Johnson as a ball carrier. Um, I have some questions about his vision. Obviously, he, he's playing a newer position, playing running back versus uh, being a quarterback initially. But he's a smart player. He's a hard-nosed player. He plays hard as hell. He will block. He was the only back who I thought shined in protection on both days when, when they had their opportunities uh, in the one-on-ones with the linebackers to deliver blows and be able to, to hold the pocket. So that, for me, is a player who, if you sign others in the, in the position room that are established NFL runners, Roshan Johnson might be a good end of draft. Now, if Roshan Johnson gets drafted by somebody in the top 100 because they want to bet on his traits, that's fine. But that's not the pathway that I would recommend for the Dolphins if they're going to have Roshan Johnson on their radar as a potential fit within the team based on their own roster construction. So uh, those would be the backs that I would shout out. Chase Brown, Roshan Johnson, and Tajay Spears as, as I think the best fits. This would not be a Dolphins podcast without acknowledging potential backup quarterbacks, right? Happy trails, Tom Brady, so we can go ahead and put that one to bed. Uh, no more of the, the galaxy brain offseason theories for the Dolphins involving Tom Brady after the tampering from last year, officially retiring yesterday. Uh, so let's talk about the backup position and if there's any players here on the roster at the Senior Bowl who would make sense for the Dolphins. And in short, I think the answer is probably that yes there is but the player who I have my eye on is is not a player who has shined earlier or throughout the, the early portions of this week so the quarterbacks in question there's Malik Cunningham from Louisville there's Jay Kaner from Fresno State there's Jaron Hall from BYU those are the national quarterbacks the American quarterbacks are Max Duggan TCU Hendon Hooker Tennessee Tyson Bagent Shepherd University and Clayton Toon, Houston. So if your your search party for a backup quarterback is a player who overlaps in physical skills and strengths as a passer to your starting quarterback, because that's what the Dolphins have not done the last two years, and their offense looks like crap when the starter's not in. You can automatically cross a few players off this list. Clayton Toon, I think he'll be a backup NFL quarterback. But his skill set is the antithesis. He's more Jacoby Brissett than he is Tua Tagovailoa. And because of that, and for that reason, I'm out, to borrow from Shark Tank. Hendon Hooker of Tennessee is a player who is big. He is athletic. He's got a big-time arm. Uh, He's dealing with a knee injury that ended his season prematurely, potentially cost Tennessee a spot in the college football playoff. I still think he's a developmental type. So you take developmental type and you take medicals. I don't think you can draft Hendon Hooker to be your backup quarterback. Uh, It's my personal opinion. Max Duggan has been the quarterback that is most out of place this week. I think he's really struggled in in a lot of ways. You could talk about him being a gamer if you want, but um, uh, I 
haven't seen consistency in mechanics and accuracy and decision-making and, and all of the above. Jay Kaner, I think, maybe is a candidate. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a multi-contract backup quarterback in the NFL. He's a low-ceiling player, but he's a high-floor player. Uh, if you're a team that can run the ball, um, and, and that's an aspiration that the Dolphins ha have and have had for a really long time, but if you're a team that can run the ball, I think Hayner can keep it between the lines for you. Now, he's not twitchy like Tua. Obviously, Tua's anticipation is, is rare, but Hayner has those moments. I came into the week thinking that Jaron Hall was going to be the guy, and I do think from a physical skill set perspective, Jaron Hall probably, he's a better athlete than Tua, but I think his skills as a passer most closely mirror uh, Tua Tungvaloa. But he's hasn't been great reading the middle of the field. BYU is an, is an offense that I'll acknowledge has more anticipation throws breaking to the perimeter than they do to the middle of the field. And Jared at times this week has felt like he struggled to get up and get the eyes up over top of the offensive lineman in front of him and anticipate throws over the middle of the field. So for that reason, I, I have more questions about Hall being a fit with Miami as a potential middle-round backup quarterback to draft and save the money versus signing a veteran than what I did coming into the week. The quarterback who I think has been the most impressive is Tyson Bajant from Shepherd University in West Virginia. The, the challenge with Tyson Bajant is you would be drafting Tyson Bajant to compete with Skylar Thompson as a QB3, not to be your backup quarterback because he played at Shepherd University, right? Like that, that's a big time leap in competition. Now, I thought he had the three best throws of the week thus far, and I know I'm not alone in feeling this. My Draft Network cohort, Joe Marino, who owes locked on bills and does a great job, also made that statement. The three best throws of the week thus far came from Tyson Bajan on Wednesday's practice. He's super physically gifted. This is a guy I would want on the team, and I had a chance to speak with him, and he's very mature beyond his level of competition as far as his understanding of what he's trying to do on the field. He's talking about getting his feet lined up with his, the concepts that are called. Do you remember that was, was Daryl Bevel uh, in the, this past offseason talked about how footwork was the number one point of emphasis for Tua Tagovailoa this season because they're a timing offense. Okay, you have my attention, Tyson Bajan. Very interested. But again, the challenge is I think you're, you are doing the Dolphins roster a dramatic disservice if Skylar Thompson's your backup quarterback next year. You need a better player in that spot. And you'd be drafting Tyson Bajan to compete with the seventh-round pick last year uh, to be the third quarterback if they do go out and they get a different backup quarterback to fill that role actively. So, and if I'm being honest, Tyson Bajan is exponentially more physically gifted than Skylar Thompson. So, I'd, I'd love to add him to be the developmental three, but I just... I don't know if that's going to be a right place, right time intersection for the Dolphins uh, amidst their other investments at the quarterback position and the other investments that they need to make uh, throughout the course of this season. We still have to talk about our, our big guys up front, the offensive linemen. And I've talked about how the Dolphins need multiple starters up front. I think you need a left guard and you need a right tackle. And if you want to keep Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson in backup roles, they'll be fine there. We're going to talk about the big guys up front, but not before I tell you about our friends 
over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. You can pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their projection, you can win up to 25x your money on your entry. There's no competing against other people. It's you versus the in-house projections at Prize Picks. They have projections for just about any sport that you can watch, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. With safe and fast withdrawals, it is currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So you're, if you put in a hundo, they're going to give you another hundred. You put in 25, they're going to give you another 25. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100 and get yourself into the action at Prize Picks. So let's talk about the big guys up front, the offensive linemen. I'm not going to bore you by reading all of the names. And there's some names here that are probably going to be outside of the strike zone of the Miami Dolphins. But I will flag the names that I think are most particularly relevant to the Dolphins and their search for potential starters on day two on the offensive line. Cody Mauch from North Dakota State, I think, is an outside chance to sneak into the first round, but I, I kind of put him in that same stratosphere as Luke Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State. And boy, he's playing tackle, he's playing guard, he's playing center. This is a guy you want on your team. He's well-built for the NFL game. He's super physical. He took a first-round pick from everybody's August mock drafts and put him into the dirt face down on Wednesday's practices um, there has been no concerns about his functional strength in the midst of transitioning from FCS to playing against Power 5 players here at the Senior Bowl. So Cody, Cody Mauch has done great for himself, would make himself a lot of money. I think for the Dolphins, he's probably your left guard if you draft him. And boy, oh boy, would that be an awesome addition. So he's one that pops to me immediately. Uh, Jalen Duncan from Maryland played some right tackle on Wednesday. He played left tackle uh, for the Terps. Um, I don't think he's in first-round consideration anymore. During the, the course of the summer, Duncan had some, some first-round buzz. I think there's been some other tackles, including Dewan Jones, who was down here and dominated on Tuesday, um, who have, have passed Duncan. But if Duncan does have right tackle flexibility... He's athletic in the same ways that Austin Jackson is, but I think his floor as a player is higher than Austin Jackson's, and that's including Austin Jackson after several seasons in the NFL. So Jalen Duncan, if he ends up tumbling a little bit down into the, the middle of the second round, that would be a position at right tackle that I, I think could make some sense as well for the Dolphins. Um, I think Owolatami, the, the center from Michigan, would make sense, but I think he's redundant with what you have in Connor Williams at center. I don't think either one of those guys is going to be your guard. So I don't think you're going to draft a backup center on day two, and I don't think they're going to move Connor Williams out of that spot with how he played this year. So it's a guy that I, I probably would gloss over while acknowledging I think he's done himself a nice job this week. Uh, those are, are the two names on the national team that I, I most would like to see the Dolphins try to find a way to make happen in any way that they could if the opportunity arose. Uh, Jalen Duncan at offensive tackle and then Cody Mauch uh, would be playing inside at guard. On the American team, 
offensive linemen that have popped to yours truly. John Michael Schmitz has been the best offensive lineman here. Uh, I don't think at this point he's getting out of the first round. Um, there's enough teams in the back eight picks that have needs on the interior offensive line that I think Michael Schmitz is probably outside of your strike zone. Uh, I look at a name like Emil Echior, and I think he's an interesting candidate for the Dolphins. Uh, he's playing center this week. He played guard at Alabama. He's big. He's physical. I think he moves well enough. I don't think he's a super sexy mover, but um, I think he's somebody who the Dolphins should be having their eye on in the middle rounds, not on day two or not not in the second round, but that, that later third round pick potentially, or if you get a pick in the fourth round, you'll have opportunities there. And the other name that I would acknowledge is Matthew Bergeron, an offensive tackle from Syracuse. Um, some people think he's a guard. Some people think he's a tackle. What I know is he moves really well, and he showcased some nice functional strength this week. So Bergeron's probably a day-two offensive line prospect. I think feasibly it would not be outside the realm of possibility to play him at left guard or at right tackle. Uh, the question is, do you want another position flexible player? And does he have enough mass and, and push in the run game and the smarts there to really move the needle for you? That's for the Dolphins to decide, but I think he showcased himself really well this week as well. So that's the offensive prospects that have popped the most to me that I think are realistic targets for the Dolphins based on the draft capital that they currently have. We'll see if they end up manufacturing any more along the way, but we're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball tomorrow on the show. So make sure you hit subscribe. Come on back and see us. Kyle Krabs, keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Make it a great rest of your Thursday. I'll talk with you all again tomorrow.